Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast, where every Wednesday we'll bring you fast-paced, powerful 15 or so minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends at all things tech for the professional salon industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. A reminder that on Sundays, you can find me right here on your favorite podcast platform, hosting BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty podcast, featuring brilliant guests sharing their best advice on building sustainable and successful careers. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. And today I am going to talk about technology. And of course, <laughs> if you listen to me, I have to go to artificial intelligence because we're, we're in an interesting time with it. And my gut is that, you know, we, we've kind of gone through this phase of being highly aware of something that actually has been with us for a while. And now, of course, because of computing power expanding so rapidly, the capabilities of AI are expanding really rapidly. And you're really paying attention. I think you can see that it's going to impact the professional salon industry. And I would say in, in very positive ways, interesting example, big picture, you know, so many of us do zoom calls today across the entire industry, perhaps less than during pandemic, depending on kind of the, the role you're in. And I think for a lot of salon professionals, probably those may be going away. Hard to know. I know a lot of professionals and, and salon owners who were engaged with digital education are still doing a lot of zoom, um, connected classes with, with independent educators and brand educators. So that's interesting. Zoom has introduced uh, back in May, a whole suite of AI um, enhanced products. And so now kind of in, in um, their more enterprise systems, their, their uh, subscriber using all of the services, um, they've added a whole lot of smart um, components to how meetings are done. There's, there's, you can do simulations of, of sales or sales training. Um, there's uh, transcriptions and meeting summaries and, you know, just kind of all, all kinds of really great and cool features that we're all just starting to get a glimpse at. And, but um, they are pretty transformative. And I think, again, we can kind of roll those out across our own industry. I think, um, especially when we look at um, the education space, I think that is where um, AI is going to have a huge, huge impact. And um, so I, you know, I've called this episode AI Says. I might do a series of them. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll see what kind of the response I get. But to get ready for today's conversation with you guys, I just went to chat GPT and I gave it a prompt to, to try to, to see um, from a salon owner perspective or for an independent perspective, you know, is something good uh, that can come out of, of, of uh, questioning uh, an AI platform um, to help you in day-to-day -day business. And again, I, I think we're in early days of, of much of this, but it is fascinating. So, so the prompt I, I gave to ChatGPT was um, first to tell ChatGPT what it was. And this is a really simplistic prompt. I could get a lot more complex and, and get more detailed information, but you know, doing somewhat of a short podcast here. So my prompt was, to say to ChatGPT, you're assisting me in creating short form content for salons and hairdressers. Ideally, responses to questions are presented in a bulleted key point format with a brief explanation of each point. So that's my setup to the AI platform to say, here's who you are as my you know, kind of helper. And then my, my question to it, or my further prompt is, please give me an overview of the economics of salon management. Really simplistic, really high level. And in about 10 seconds, I'm gonna, here's the response that came back to me. I'll give you some of this. And it's really fascinating because I, I think, again, it's uh, so many of the predictions around these platforms are that they will be really effective tutorial uh, or tutors, you know, providing tutorials. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how it fits into the education space in our industry, especially in an era 
where I, I see so much education just kind of being cut back or is being replaced by um, either uh, in some instances, you know, on some of the digital platforms, it's, it's suddenly getting very commercial. And I think that is because we've seen a dip in spending on digital education in the industry. So I think some of the platforms are shifting to, you know, finding sponsor, sponsor dollars, but then the education is not what it once was. So, you know, I think that's a little bit of a concern, although brands do a lot of really great education. Um, so, you know, that is number one. Number two is, you know, there's so many coaches, there's a lot of great coaches, there's a lot of not great coaches, there are some really bad coaches, and there's a lot of information that's questionable that floats around. And it's really hard for all of us to sort out what are the, the great sources, you know, the, the trusted sources of, of information, um, because sometimes those coaching relationships are so personal, you know, we like those people. And then the capabilities, you know, to me, sometimes can be a question mark uh, on specific coaches, especially when I look at, at social content. So this is a, an interesting way to, to fact check, if you will, although you can't totally trust this information, but you can't totally trust the information of human beings. That's for darn sure. <laughs> so, you know, let's remember this. So anyway, let me, let me give you some details on this response. ChatGPT says back to me, sure, I'd be happy to provide an overview of the key points related to the economics of salon management. Me speaking for a moment. I love that my chat GPT is always so friendly to me. You know, it's, it's got manners. It, <laughs> I try to speak to it like a human, you know, um, and, and, uh, and it kind of speaks back to me that way. And I, I enjoy that. All right. So the answer itself. So number one, revenue sources, again, in terms of economics of salon management, things to just look at when you think about the dollars and cents of, of everyday business. What are the, the kind of buckets that we should be concerned about? And then yeah, down in the weeds, you know, we may get coaching advice. We may help us go figure out what classes we need to take when we see this list and see if there's anything on the list that we're going, hmm, I don't know if I'm, I've got this one checked off on my list here. So uh, again, back to the, to, to the response, revenue sources. Salons generate revenue primarily from services. Goes into some details after that. And then it says that selling hair care products is also uh, potential for significant uh, income. And then it says explanation. So after every bullet, because of the way I prompted it, it gives me an explanation. So this one, you know, it says, um, you know, pricing these services and products competitively while ensuring, ensuring profitability is crucial. I like that, you know, because it talks about the, the need to consider pricing from a competitive perspective. And you do. You know, there's a lot of coaching conversations these days are like, you can price your services at any price you want and your clients will come. Guaranteed. I mean, I've, I've heard almost those words. I don't know if they use the word guaranteed. They, may, they might kind of dance around that a little bit. But they're certainly saying, charge whatever you want. You need to increase your prices and whatever price you have increased to, if you already have, trust us, you can, you can go higher. Um, bad advice. Um, you, you have to put everything in context. Um, if the average haircut in your area is, let's say, um, $75, I'm just grabbing a number, and you want to price it at $500, you need to be special, like really special. And it doesn't mean you can't do it. I, I know some of the best paid hairdressers in the world, but you kind of got to find out you know, what your lane is from a, a price perspective. So again, revenue sources, a chat GPT response, you know, very interesting. Next bullet, cost management. Key costs include, and then there's a list, rent, utilities, supplies, payroll, on and on. Explanation. Controlling these costs is crucial for profitability. Salons can negotiate with suppliers for better prices, manage energy consumption, optimize staff schedules to manage costs, and then it goes on with a little bit more detail. So again, thinking about the overall economics of the salon, of course, and this may seem very simplistic, but the fact that it's broken things down for me. Think about managing energy consumption. For some salons, it's a big deal. 
using, you know, timers, you know, on, on things, you know, paying attention to AC versus heat, all those things. You know, it's amazing, even in our homes, when we focus on, you know, managing energy consumption, it could be the savings could be significant. And so much of so on profitability is, is, is about incrementalism, a little bit of this, a little bit of that on the revenue side, um, you know, whether it's, you know, growing tips a little bit, you know, from a personal perspective, professionally, whether it's, you know, again, add on services, you know, so how, how do you elevate the ticket price generally, you know, across to all of your clients? How do you elevate tips across all of your clients? How do you, you know, um, think about add on services, basic stuff, but this list, I think, you know, just reinforces number one, and then may highlight some areas where we, we need to do some work individually. Number three, this is a big one. Labor efficiency, salons are labor intensive business where performance and efficiency of stylists directly impacts revenue. And then it goes into some information about staff training and motivation, how to up productivity, which relates to everything I just said, um, and to get higher customer satisfaction and repeat business. Number four is client retention. And it talks about you know the, how important it is to retain customers and, and how the cost of doing that is certainly a lot less than acquiring new ones. And we, we sometimes forget about that or we, or we don't look at the math and have, you know, really specific goals to because you, know, you increase retention by a few percentage points for the salon generally or for your own book over time, it adds up again, back to that idea of incrementalism. Number five, utilization rate. This is uh, a topic the industry doesn't talk enough about. It's, it's, I believe the biggest problem that the industry has today. And this refers to how full the salon is versus um, it's, um, the amount of availability there, there is in, in, in a given day, in a given week, you know, and, you know, big picture, which is really important to look at is over time. And the explanation is, is maximizing the utilization rate through effective appointment scheduling can significantly, can significantly improve revenue. Most salons, you know, across the country, when we look at this, you take all the hours that you're open, all the hours um, that are available for appointments, you know, more specifically, and, and look at that, let's say in a single day, you know, that you have the option to um, provide services for eight hours. We'll just do a simple math here. And you um, do it for four hours. Well, then you're at a 50% utilization rate. And that means that the rest of that 50% is an opportunity to make money. Really simple idea. You're listening to this going, yeah, I get this. Um, but what do we do with that information? And then if we take a big step back and look at the entire industry and say, hmm, how many clients you know are there out there? You know how much um, time do individuals have who are working in salons, working in suites, you know, to to provide services, and and then you know, kind of what's the gap between all the time available and the time that's actually being utilized? And that gap, how do we fill it? You know, is it by better marketing? Is it by better, you know, again, upping um, add-on services? Is you know, what is the gap? And then a really big question when you get into economics is is that in a specific market, if you look like in your own neighborhood. You know, I, I live in an area with a lot of salons. And when I think about utilization versus the amount of time that salons are making available to the public, it feels like our utilization rate is, is actually quite low. And of course, every time a new salon opens in the neighborhood, that adds more appointment slots. And unless more clients come into those salons or into the neighborhood, then the utilization rate not only remains low, it gets worse. So again, interesting big idea that ChatGPT is just highlighting for me. Um, number six is seasonality. Salons often see a surge in demand during holidays, wedding seasons, and other events. Um, we, I think across the industry, we feel this is less than it was in the past. The so things have kind of leveled out. But interestingly, under explanation, this talks about planning for seasonal fluctuations to help us manage cash flow and also product inventory. 
again, really important. And every salon is a little different. Again, I think the industry has leveled out somewhat as far as these peaks and valleys, but your salon may be different. Um, let's say you do a lot of weddings you know, in your salon. Well, there are wedding seasons and that may create some significant spikes for those who specialize in these kind of services. And again, you have to look at your own business, but seasonality, especially from a cash flow perspective, is such an important idea. The other thing about seasonality is that if you, if you work with other people, you know, if you have staff, if you have coworkers, um, individually, um, we can be significantly affected by seasonality. Um, if, if as human beings, you know, who, who work in the industry, when we look at our personal income, if we have those dips and valleys and we don't save money to get through, you know, the, the low points by, because, you know, most people work a job and get a salary. So they, they have consistent income, you know, week over week. In our industry, it's a little bit different. And for some people, especially younger people, they can have those highs, not save the money for the lows and put their career in jeopardy. So again, a big idea, even from a staff management and, and uh, education perspective. Next is investment and equipment and ambiance. So they're talking about the environment itself. It talks about the relationship between this and the customer experience, the customer's perception of, of the salon itself or the service, and, and the, the idea of, of creating a competitive edge by way of your equipment and um, how your salon feels to a client. It's a big idea. I was recently talking to the Chicago salon owner, and they've kind of gone all Dyson, you know, to, to kind of every bit of the salon that can have Dyson has Dyson, you know, so everything from the tools, to, you know, air filtration, um, the, all that Dyson stuff. And, and they're branding their salon in that way, which really gives them an elevated feeling. And I would argue um, makes them more competitive and the salon's already noticing the client reactions in a positive way. So that's cool. Number eight, regulations and licensing. And they just talk about the, the, the importance of, of being compliant. And, you know, this is just part of being good citizens, good businesses in our communities. So that's number eight. Number nine is pricing strategy. Prices should reflect not just the cost of the service, but also the value provided to the customer. Really big idea. Pricing is difficult. Um, this is where I think great coaches can be really helpful. It's a, it's a very complicated idea. And, um, and I think the complexities of the idea have never been more apparent to me um, then as we've come through COVID and there's been talk about recession and that's a fascinating thing. I love economics. I'm a total economic geek, studied it in college and I've always just kind of stayed in touch with it, you know, and um, the best economists, you know, are like, we are not in the recession. Um, or if we are, we're in the most unusual recession of all time because people with wealth are just getting more and more wealthy. Um, people in the middle, you know, are having challenges, but they're spending like crazy, you know, um, you know, inflation has come down. Inflation by itself is not a recession. So, but we saw big, big price increases throughout the industry. I'm glad a lot of it was price corrections because we had an increase for so long. But I've talked to a lot of salons who kind of overcorrected, you know, 25, 30% price increases. And, and some of those salons are, are struggling because of that. And I would argue they didn't do a deep enough dive on the competitiveness, the, the, the bigger idea between or behind how you establish pricing. It's, it's, uh, and that's not just about competition. It's about many factors, including what it costs to run your business every day. But, but in the weeds, it's, it's not easy to, to sort this out. Number 10, the last item on this list is digital presence and online booking. And it says online visibility and the ability to book appointments digitally can significantly boost business. 
I've talked about this many times on the podcast. You know, the, the last study I saw was only 51, 52% of the industry is actually using online booking. That just blows my mind. And when I talk to people who aren't using it, it's usually um, struggles that they have with it. They don't like it themselves. Um, they find it maybe overmanages what they think they should be managing. They find clients aren't requesting it. And I always say, you know, we, we just need to be aware when we think about the clients we don't have is, you know, what can we do to maybe tap into to niches of clients that that are different than the clients we have, because because often we kind of hit a wall, you know, in building our business. They're saying, "Hmm, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm doing everything right." Well, maybe you are for the clients you have, but again, for the clients you don't have, maybe you need to change it up a little bit. You know, I won't go to a salon that is 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 unable to text me appointment reminders and appointment confirmations. I just won't do it. I'm not. That's me as a human being. All consumers are different, you know, but we fall into categories. And so I'm one of those people. So if your salon wasn't able to provide that to me, then I wouldn't be interested in your salon, regardless of how good you are. Because there's so many good people out there and, and I can tap into somebody who, who really not only fits my needs as a, a consumer looking for a good haircut, but fits my needs in terms of the tools you use you know, to run your business that, that impact me and, and the experience that I'm having. So I think that's really interesting. And under explanation, it says investing in a user-friendly website and social media marketing can help attract more customers. Much bigger conversation. I've talked about it many times. Um, but again, AI says all this stuff to me and I, I'm, uh, I can't help but you know, step back just like I would in a classroom. You know, every, I don't agree with everything I hear in every class in the industry, especially on business. Um, but you, know, you always get those nuggets. And you know, every educator is a little different in terms of their knowledge and their skills and their proficiency and, and their ability to communicate. AI is kind of similar, you know, and depending again how you word the questions, you can get some really good insights here. You know, this isn't a, a, a training model that I just went through. It's a review of key points to consider. And I think, you know, again, whether we're working with a coach, we're getting education by way of a brand or a distributor, trying to sort things ourselves out. This is a great list to provide context as I think about my business and kind of sort out, again, maybe where I need help. And that help may not come from ChatGPT. It may come from my you know, brand relationships, my distributor relationships, my interest in, in independent educators or coaches. So I think you know, all that's uh, very interesting. All right. And this says, remember, while these points provide a broad overview, the specific economics can vary greatly depending on the factors including salon's location, size, target market, and competitive landscape. So interesting. I did a follow-up question on utilization rate and came back with another, you know, five points. Uh, um, I was asking specifically about utilization rate and, you know, what is it? And, you know, how do I calculate it? How do I improve it? You know, and gave me five bullet points there. You know, what, what might I consider in my business model? Really, really, you know, interesting stuff. Ties back to the bigger idea of technology in the professional beauty industry. I'm out of time, so I'm, I'm going to stop here, but um, I hope it gives you something to think about. Again, I'm fascinated with artificial intelligence. I think we're going to slow down probably the conversation because these tools are just being slid into anything and everything we work with. And it's kind of a, you know, it's been hyper pace re recently, you know, which I think has been a little bit shocking to people. But I feel like the awareness of the AI itself is going to kind of perhaps slow down a little bit. And it's just going to show up in our tools, whether it's our booking systems, whether, you know, it's, it's what we do, you know, with, with color scales and inventory control and, you know, the, the, the various, you know, uh, point, of, point of sale platforms that are being used in the industry. Everything is going to be infused with this. So uh, whether you hear the words or not, artificial intelligence, know that it's going to be with you. All right. So again, I'm out of time. I'm, I'm going to wrap up and, and just say, if you like what you heard today, I encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com. Sign up for my free e-newsletter. 
comes out every Monday, gives you other content I like and find. It's just my sharing of some links of, of interesting things, you know, out and around the online space and uh, encourage you to sign up for that. If you like the podcast, I'd appreciate a rating, review, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast platform or best yet, share it, pay it forward, help others to find the podcast. Also remember Sunday's Beautycast Network, Mastering Beauty Podcast, right here on your favorite podcast platform. Um, I'll have great guests. That'll be a conversational podcast. I'm off to a great start with it and hope you'll listen in. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I, I enjoy doing this so much, so I appreciate you as a listener. I'm Gordon Miller, and I cannot wait to share more with you next time.